it's Julia Melfi. Fun fact, 60% of Ask Me Another's production team are NPR intern alumni, including myself. This is one situation where you want to be a statistic. If you're a student or have graduated in the past year, apply to our paid summer internship in New York City. Applications are due January 3rd, so go on over to npr.org careers and apply. NPR and WNYC, this is Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and I'm here in studio with our house musician, Jonathan Colton. And we are dedicating the show to kids because we have heard that a lot of you are listening to our show with your families. Apparently, children love us. Who knew? I know. I don't know how this is possible, parents. We don't know why you're subjecting them to our show, but thank you so much. So this week, we are going for it, and we are dedicating the entire hour to our favorite kid-friendly games. Now, you have kids, right? I do, yes. And do they uh, know what a radio is? Uh, they do know what a radio is. It's not their favorite thing to pay attention to. But sometimes uh, we can't help it. It's on in the car and, and my voice comes on the radio. And uh, yeah. And then they're like, Dad, you're yeah. famous. Yeah, They're like, oh boy, Dad's still talking. So in our first game, we're going to revisit some classic playground games. Just so you know, this game was part of a special episode where former contestants were offered a second chance to prove themselves on the Ask Me Another stage. And just so you know, kids, not everyone gets a second chance in life. This is a special moment. That's right. That's a very good lesson. You might not get another opportunity. So do it right <laughs> the first time. Our first game is called Playground Nationals, and here to play it are our first two contestants, Margaret Bortner and Reuben Hampton. <laughs> now, Margaret, you played uh, with our VIP, Megan McCain. You were, you were her aide in a game, and as a prize, we gave you a Twitter account. Yes, you did. Ask Me Margaret, which started your Twitter career. <laughs> You're an amazing tweeter. You're very, very funny. I follow you. you. I love it. Thanks very much. Uh, So how has life changed since then? Um, Life has changed probably for the better. I quit a job that I didn't really like, and Mm -hmm. I'm doing fun things. Like in the spring, I also, I produced a punk rock version of Richard III, a stage production. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And I'm doing some more writing, so, you know, I'm doing more of my creative side. Uh, Ruben, you actually did... Very well in the show. You made it to the final round, but you didn't win the final round. And since that show, you've had some problems with your international image. Yeah. What is that about? I kind of said Mumbai was in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. And uh, who's been on your back? The people of Mumbai or the people of Saudi Arabia? Both. (laughs) All right. Well, this is your chance to make that good. So this is what's going to happen. In this game, we're going to give you a description of some traditional children's playground games, but we're going to do it in the style of a TV sports announcer. And all you have to do is identify the game. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, You you both seem so sad already. What's wrong? No, I'm excited. It's your second chance, man. Yeah. The winner will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. The ref signals and the tunes start blasting. They're circling. They're circling. Two players, one seat. Now the song is stopped and the sit is good. Reuben. Duck, duck, goose. Sorry, that is in Saudi Arabia. (laughs) Uh, Margaret, can you steal? Musical chairs. Musical chairs. She's rounding the circle holding her hand for her trademarked extra second above each player's head. Looks like she's about to say good, and yes, she has picked, and they are off. Margaret. Duck, duck, goose. Ironically, you are correct. Yes. Shake it off, Ruben. (laughs) To be fair, they're both games of like, can I just sit down already? The teams have formed the chains. They're gripping hands, trying to be unbreakable. The captain is searching for the weakest link. And now they're chanting, send Colton right over. Ruben. Red Rover, Red Rover. Yes! 
By the way, I don't know what you guys said. I mean, I'm saying how the clue is written. But in Canada, we said please. We're like, please send Jonathan Did over. you apologize after you asked? <laughs> no, but we did wear hockey masks. <laughs> the beanbag is in play. I have never seen throwing this fast. They are really moving that spud. Now they've stopped, and I can't believe it. Pliska is holding that toasty tuber. He's out. Reuben. Hot potato? Yeah. In Canada, the potato was just cold. This is your last question. His teammates in jail behind enemy lines, and here he comes, sneaking in for the rescue, but no, he grabbed the pennant instead. A classic fake-out perfectly executed. Margaret. Capture the flag? Capture the flag is correct. Puzzle guru Greg Pliska, how did our contestants do? Well, it's great to see you both back with us, Ruben and Margaret. Margaret, congratulations. You'll be moving on to the final round at the end of the show. So besides running around a playground like animals, you know what kids love doing? What is that? Making silly sounds. Yeah, that's true. As a child, I would steal my father's harmonica that I did not know how to play, and I would blow into just the very high end until the screeching sound made the dogs howl. What a charming child you must have been. I know. They would say stop, but I couldn't hear them. Yeah. Well, if if you do like silly noises, you you probably will enjoy this next game. VIP Liz Winstead, comedian and co-creator of The Daily Show, joined contestant Julia Lunetta on stage for our holiday show. And there are a lot of silly sounds in this one, so get ready. Hey, wait, what's that sound? (laughs) Now, if you've got a keen ear, you know that's the sound of reindeer landing on the roof or zombies with chains about to attack. In this game, all the answers will be a sound or sound effect. To get the point, contestants, you must reproduce the sound. Puzzle guru Archung, do you have an example? If we said, according to federal law, a conductor must make this sound at least 15 seconds before crossing a public highway, you would say, choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> they are both unimpressed, but they will play anyhow. Let's really hear you make these sounds, and the winner will move on to her Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Johnny Weissmuller made this sound when he played Edgar Rice Burroughs' famous vine-swinging hero. Julia. You should give yourself one of them Harvard awards for that. (laughs) I have tears in my eyes, so I just want to let you know that was beautiful. Guess you're not shy. The only impression I can do is Ariana Huffington. This sucks. All right, let's hear it. Al Gore. (laughs) Darling should have won the election. He was stolen from Al Gore. The earliest surviving copyrighted motion picture is a five-second short of a man caught in a sternutation. Liz. (laughs) Exactly. Beginning in 1929, the NBC radio network played this sound at the top of every hour. Liz. Bing, bing, bing. Ah, yes. Some solutions for stopping this sound include sleeping on your side or having your uvula removed. Julia. (laughs) Correct. John Williams won the 1976 Academy Award for Best Original Score by composing a theme that primarily featured these two notes in repetition. Julia. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, that's the Olympics. I'm sorry. Uh, that did not sound like the two notes that I was expecting. But you know, I'm pretty particular about notes. Oh, okay. oh wait, does that mean 
then I get to maybe buzz in because you're ruling it wrong. <laughs> I think that's the winner. That's also Tarzan snoring, by the way. <laughs> right, so Liz, that, so that was Jaws that you were doing, right? Yes. So, Julia, what were you doing? I was going for 2001. Oh. Oh, that's, oh it just sounds to me that's Strauss, not Williams. Oh, well. You know how to make this sound, don't you? Just put your lips together and blow like you would when performing the theme song for the Andy Griffith Show. Julia. Beautiful and correct. In the early 1990s. (laughs) Back then. I know. We were all so young. In the early 1990s, millions of people heard this irritating sound while connecting to services such as Prodigy and CompuServe. Julia. I feel like I was born to answer that question. It was awesome. It always did sound like little creatures just like gnawing through cables. Julia, have you ever thought of trying to get a job on Prairie Home Companion? All right, this is your last clue. I cannot wait to hear this sound. Actor Peter Mayhew played a legendary character in Star Wars. But he didn't provide this sound, which was created by mixing the sounds of several animals, including a bear and a walrus. Liz. That's, that's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. I love that you did that one, though. I've never seen Star Wars. What? <laughs> no, never. I don't like space. <laughs> Not a lot there. Uh, okay, so, but that was a great, that was great Darth Vader. Yeah. But now we were looking for Julia, can you steal? <laughs> Not my best. Um, what was that? Remember, I've never seen, so I have no idea what she did. How do I know she won? I've it's a walking carpet. <laughs> Chewbacca? A Chewbacca. Yeah, That's Chewbacca. a furry character. That is a furry that is character. A furry yes. character. Yes. That's right. <laughs> Art, how did our fantastic contestants do? They did amazing, and Julia is our winner. All right. Coming up, we'll spend some time with an unusual, very important puzzler in studio because he could not get into the bell house, and you will see why. And we're going to take a page from the Disney songbook. So stay tuned. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for Ask Me Another and the following message comes from NatureBox.com. At NatureBox, they understand that your life is busy and there's not always time to get to the store. NatureBox makes it easy to start snacking smarter. Choose from over 100 tasty options like sriracha roasted cashews and French toast granola. Or fill out your snack profile and get personalized recommendations delivered right to your door. Spend more time doing what you love and less time trying to find parking. Visit NatureBox.com ask and get 50% off your first box now. Hey, thank you for listening to Ask Me Another this year. If you are new to our show, welcome. And I should say we are also very grateful for our longtime listeners. All listeners are great. We love you. During the thick of the holidays, when you're ready for a break or maybe some time alone, there's a bunch more NPR podcasts you should check out. Comedy, pop culture, creative storytelling, insights into politics, economics, and the hidden forces that shape us. NPR podcasts, stuff to talk about with your family or just keep to yourself because it's too good and you don't want to share anything with your family. Listen now at npr.org slash podcasts and on the NPR One app and enjoy the holidays. listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and I'm here in studio with our house musician, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, Art Chung. And this is our special Kids Favorites episode. And we have a very special guest with us. He is visiting us all the way from Salem, Massachusetts. Yes. His name is Lucas Nieto. How did I do with that? That was good. That was good. Hi, Lucas. Welcome. Hi, Ophira. Hi. Welcome. How old are you, Lucas? 
Eight and a half. Eight and a half. I'm very specific with my halves. Yeah, okay, so it's exactly half. Well, not exactly. Okay. <laughs> Roughly. <laughs> and you are an Ask Me Another fan. Yes. Uh, Big fan. Yes. Now, you wanted to come to a live taping at the Bell House, correct? Yes. And what happened? Apparently, the Bell House is a bar, so I can't go. <laughs> now, this is news to me. It's a bar? They have alcohol there? They do. I had yes. no idea. Yeah, Lucas, I am shocked. It is bar trivia. It is Marcia. Well, we so we are happy to have you in studio, and this hour is dedicated to our growing number of fans, who are our young fans, and we put together a quiz for you about superheroes because we're told that this is what you're into. You love superheroes. Yeah. If you could pick one that you would like to be, what superhero would you choose? The Flash. The Flash. Why? Because he's super fast, and I like the ability of super speed. Mm-hmm. It would also enable you to get. Head to school on time. Oh, you okay? Because you're are you running late usually? No. Oh, because so you are sort of like the Flash already. Well, yes. What I'm going to that? try to be a superhero when I grow up. Oh yeah. I bet the Flash yeah. could do his homework really fast. <laughs> so your quiz is about Marvel and and DC superheroes, yeah. and we thought it'd be pretty unfair for the villains. And boring for the readers if superheroes were always just unstoppable, right? Well, yes. Every superhero has a weakness. For example, my weakness is calamari. <laughs> you can make calamari and I'll do anything. Yeah, that's... It's not that, that, that it, not that it can destroy you. It's just that you'll do anything in yeah, order exactly. to get calamari. Yeah, exactly. I'm weak. I've lost my power. What yeah. is your uh, weakness, John? Uh, my, my weakness is that I have no weaknesses. I am great uh... across the board. And it's annoying to people that I'm so excellent at everything that I do. <laughs> Lucas, what's your weakness? Well, I am currently being trained in... And stopping myself from getting annoyed when people <laughs> will try to annoy me. Oh my god, we have the that. same weakness. Yeah. My dad's jokes are kind of lame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your, your weakness is that you have a dad who doesn't tell very good jokes. Uh, boy, children all over America are nodding their heads in, <laughs> in agreement, agreement right now. Finally, someone said it out loud. Somebody gets it. All right, so we should play. And if you get enough questions right, you will win and ask me another Rubik's Cube. Here we go. What DC superhero, a founding member of the Justice League, gets weak if he isn't in contact with water? Aquaman. Yes, that was exactly right. A very fast, flash-like response. That was perfect. (laughs) Are you a fan of Aquaman? Well, I'm a fan of superheroes in particular. I don't usually hear about Aquaman that much. All right. (laughs) We all know Superman's greatest weakness is kryptonite. Right? Kryptonite comes in a wide range of colors, but the most common form of kryptonite is what color? Green. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, too that easy. was too easy. These are too easy. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm, yes. Too... That one was too easy. Okay, give them the harder one. Right, I'm going to give you the harder one, okay? Yes. As we all know, Superman is indeed a Superman, but even his X-ray vision has its limits. It turns out that Superman cannot see through objects that are made out of what element? Lead. Lead. Oh, Nailed it. Also easy. Yeah. Lucas. Too easy. Did. I read the Young Justice comics. You did? Yeah. I read um, Archie and Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> I have never even no. read Archie at all. No, okay. no self-respecting cop. Come on. I'm not self-respecting. No, that's true. Okay, maybe this one's harder. Yeah. What blind Marvel superhero uses his special radar sense to get around, but can be easily confused by really loud sounds or even strong smells. Daredevil? Daredevil's correct. All right, are you uh, into the X-Men? Yes. Read the books? I like Nightcrawler. You like, oh yeah, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. All right. Teleportation. Yeah, what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is about a different one. What member of the X-Men needs a special ruby quartz visor or glasses to control his power? Cyclops. Ah, didn't even get to the end of the question. You are correct, Cyclops. I thought you were done with the question. No, there was one more. There was more to it. Because we're going to say if he removed his glasses, his weakness was he'd blast everyone. No one actually knows what color his eyes are. Well, nobody can look at them because they would be blasted immediately. Well, yes. Uh, Lucas, let me check with our puzzle guru how you did. Puzzle guru Arjun. Clearly, oh. Lucas is a superhero expert. We are dealing with someone who really knows his stuff. You got them all correct. Every last one. So you win. Yay. You win. <laughs> Yay. Yay. That is, yeah. Yeah. 
No, you're better than every other contestant we've ever had, and all of us as well. Congratulations. Congratulations, and you'll be getting a signed Rubik's Cube, your big prize. Is that fun? Yeah, how was that? Yes. Okay. And I was actually secretly hoping that I would get a hard question for once and actually, like, get one wrong. Ophira. Yes, Jonathan. I will give this to Lucas. He deserves every bit of praise that we gave him because he's a he was a very smart kid and I found him to be incredibly charming. Super charming. I was like, wow, you were such a fun eight and a half year old. Right. But who you are gonna be in the future? Probably your boss. Yes, you will rule the world. <laughs> Lucas was also a superhero expert. Uh, but our next contestants have their Disney down. Please welcome Rachel Matz and Jason Samuels. Jason, you are a math professor, stats and calculus, smarty pants. <laughs> That's right. But this is not your first game show. When I was eight years old, I was Aww. on a game show. Any of you guys remember the game show? It was called Child's Play. So they would record children, uh, eight, nine years old, describing what they thought a word meant. And then they would show that little clip for the two contestants who were adults, and the adults would try to guess what word they were describing. And how'd you do? Oh, well, just for appearing on the show, I got a prize. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Now, Rachel, you've done many things, but one that stuck out to me was that you founded the Ivy League School of Burlesque. Yes, that's true. Thank you. So I need to know what SAT scores and or measurements do I need to join? Let, Ophira, I think you're doing fine with your measurements right now. That's right, radio listeners. I'm doing fine. <laughs> All right, this next game is called the Disney Wrong Book, and it is not an employee manual for working at Disney World. It is a music game. So, Jonathan, take it away. Yes, for this game, we're going to ask you to complete the verses of some favorite Disney songs, which we have rewritten to be about other things. But here's a hint. All the answers will sound vaguely like the original lyrics. (laughs) A music double agent started at a very young age live Disney character who was once all the rage But now her alter ego just twerks on a stage She's a fake celebrity portrayed by Miley She's Rachel? Hannah Montana That's right Hakuna Matata, of course Yes There's a TV show And it's on midday People on it guess the costs Of things in a showcase Once the host was Bob But these days it's Drew It's enough for this couch-surfing warrior To pass the time with you Can we watch the prize? Rachel rung in and Jason sang. And uh... <laughs> is that a team effort? Can we get half a point? Don't well, give it Rachel, away. let's see what you do. The price is right. Yeah, that's right. The price is right. I'm just very excited to be here. No, I know. <laughs> Opened a restaurant in Ohio. Italian cooking was his game. Started canning his food. Oh me, oh my, oh. Americanized his last name. Rachel? Amrilagasi. <laughs> That's not who we were looking for. Oh. Uh, Jason, yes. Uh, Chef Boyardee. Yeah, Chef Boyardee. And what was his real name, by the way? Uh, Boyardee. <laughs> it's Italian. I took Italian in college, so... He sings, sing, 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 sings for me and you. To sing, 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 sing is what he likes to do. Born Paul Hewson in Dublin, he sings with the edge who is his friend. 
In a band, in a band, in a band, in a band And he does some charity work that's grand Jason? Bono? <laughs> that's right, you have a lovely singing voice, Jason Thank <laughs> you Near Alpha Century stars Who you seem ain't who you are When your space twin brother dies They'll come for you On a moon you'll find it's true Now you're ten feet tall and blue When you're in your Rachel your Death Star. Death Star, no. Interesting. No. Ten feet tall and blue. Ten feet tall and blue. I know. Could be anybody. <laughs> Jason. Avatar. Avatar. There you Something. Go. The great Jiminy Cricket, originally. Isn't that so? This is your last question. In the Caribbean Sea. In the Caribbean Sea. Got a mammal that looks real strong, closely related to the Asian dugong. Columbus thought it was a mermaid, but he was wrong. You've got a Jason? A manatee. A manatee. John Janeski, what happened in that game? It was close there for a minute, but the keys to the Magic Kingdom go to Jason. Way to go, Jason. Thank you so much, Rachel. Jason, well done. You'll be moving on to our final round coming at the end of the show. She's All right, here's another kid's observation I've made. Uh-huh. They will tell you their favorite of everything. That's true. Their they favorite like talking food, about that. yeah, their favorite uh, movie, their favorite person, favorite color. That's huge, favorite sure, color. of course. I'm going to guess your favorite color, Jonathan Colton. Oh, all right. Uh, I think it is lumberjack. I don't even know what, what color is lumberjack. <laughs> I guess it's plaid. <laughs> it's a, a plaid, plaid. plaid. No, I would say my favorite color is uh, purple. Really? Yeah, what do you think that says about me? Uh, I think that says that you have both a feminine and masculine side. Yeah. I think, <laughs> that? I think that's what it says, too. Well, our next contestant phoned in, and we actually learned that there's a lot more to the rainbow than just Roy G. Biv. In fact, there is a whole world of colors, for instance, maybe lumberjack, <laughs> that we didn't even know existed. And our next contestant is on the line. Hi, you're on Ask Me Another. Hello, this is Carrie McKenzie calling from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> Hello, Carrie. Now, you have a nickname. I'm told you're called Old Lady of Wireless in Milwaukee. Can you explain to me what that is about? <laughs> I have actually been in the wireless, or as we used to call it, cell phone industry, uh, since back in the days when they were physically installed into your car. Wow, yeah. You know, it kind of goes back to rotary dials, not having voicemail. Oh, my God, it couldn't text. I was about, you know, eight or nine when I started. You were a wireless yes, prodigy. Yes. Well, this game is called Color Me Bad, because many of us, probably like you, learned the word Sienna from our Crayola boxes. Are you oh, there, yeah. Carrie? Yeah. <laughs> and I also, like that color. Yeah, I like that color, too. We also uh, thank them for finally realizing that not everyone's flesh is colored peach. But Crayola still likes to pick some oddball names for their crayons. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you three names, and you have to tell me which one is the actual real Crayola crayon. And some of these are retired colors, and some of them are still around. Oh, boy. Are you ready? Let's give this a shot. Let's go. From the comfort food division, we have fried chicken, meatloaf, or macaroni and cheese. Which one's the real crayon? color? Well, they all sound very, very tasty. Um, <laughs> well, it's Wisconsin, so macaroni and cheese. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> From the insect division, we have inchworm, dragonfly, or silverfish. Hmm, so fun thinking about that. Which one is the real color? Ugh. 
inchworm dragonfly. That's kind of, I mean, they're both cool. <laughs> dragonfly is considerably prettier, but they come in a variety of colors. So I'm going to go with inchworm because they're usually the pretty green. Yeah, exactly. The green of inchworm. You, yes. yes. <laughs> From the sci-fi division, we have Red Alert, Outer Space, or Rusty Robot. Rusty Robot just sounds really sad. <laughs> it is sad. I you know, know it'd be kind of like Rusty Tin Man, but I don't think they have oil in space. <laughs> and, you know, in space, can anyone hear your hinges creaking? I don't know. If there's um, no oil in space, it sounds like there's also no war. Yeah, well, it could be that. <laughs> then, let's see what we got. Outer Space. Outer Space or Red Alert? I'm going to go with Red Alert because Outer Space would have to be sparkly, and I don't know if they're doing sparkly crayons in the regular package. I would agree with you, but the true color is Outer Space, and it's just black. Oh, it's just black. They, they tried a couple of different They were like, we'll call it your soul. People were like, uh. I know some people that that would have fit. <laughs> You're talking to one. Okay, I don't know. I've read your book. I don't think so. Oh, thank you. All right, uh, back to being my favorite contestant of all time. <laughs> this is your last question. From the Tongue Twister division, we have Fuzzy Wuzzy, She Sells Seashells, or Pickled Pepper. Fuzzy Wuzzy, She Sells Seashells? Yeah, or Pickled Pepper. Which one's the real color? <laughs> Fuzzy Wuzzy, that's a naked bear. I don't know what color a naked bear is. I'm pretty sure they're all naked. I don't know how to tell you this. Right. I don't know what's under that. You know what I'm saying? Are the, do the bears in Wisconsin have shorts? Only in the winter. Oh, yeah. That's nice. That's nice. Okay. I'm going to go, like, totally out on a limb here. I, just, I love that poem, Fuzzy Wuzzy Was a Bear. Yeah. So I'm going with Fuzzy Wuzzy. Fuzzy Wuzzy is correct. It's a brown. Yes. Oh, that's perfect. Carrie, you did amazing. We are going to send you a prize. Congratulations. We are sending you a limited edition Ask Me Another's Rubik's Cube for getting a huge amount of our questions right. Congratulations. That is awesome. It's my color, such beautiful color. After the break, we'll take a walk down Sesame Street with our VIP Sonia Manzano, who you know as Maria. Plus, guess what? We get to eat candy bars for dinner because we can do whatever we want. We're grown-ups. Yep. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Ask Me Another this year. If you are new to our show, welcome. And we are also grateful to our longtime listeners. All listeners are fantastic. Thank you. We like any kind of listener. During the thick of the holidays, when you're ready for a break from your terrible family, or maybe just a little alone time, there's a bunch more NPR podcasts you should check out. Podcasts about comedy, pop culture, creative storytelling, with insights into politics, economics, and the hidden forces that shape us. NPR podcasts. Stuff to talk about with your family, or to keep from your family. Listen now at npr.org slash podcasts, and on the NPR One app, and enjoy the holidays. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our house musician, Jonathan Coulson. And this week, we are revisiting some games that the whole family can play together. Finally. Finally. And I want to go back to a very special moment we had on the show with Sesame Street's Sonia Manzano. You know her as Maria. And she brought along Emilio Delgado, who you know as her husband, Louise. And they played a game about Muppets in their neighborhood. And then they surprised the audience with a unbelievably heartwarming, nostalgic musical treat. Now, the game we are going to play with you is called These Are the Muppets in Your Neighborhood. Jonathan and I are going to give you a name and brief description of a Sesame Street Muppet. And you have to tell us, is it a real Muppet or is it one that we made up? Because there's been lots of different ones all over the years. So we are going to alternate between the two of you. Uh, just tell us, is it real Muppet or fake Muppet? All right, Amelia, this one's for you. Yeah. Stinky, a stinkweed plant who is friendly but smelly and blooms a flower out of his head on his birthday. 
Believe it or not, that's real. That is real. That is a real Muppet. <laughs> yeah. I want to be clear when we say real. <laughs> it's still a puppet. An actual puppet. Yeah. Right. It's an actual puppet. Uh, what was that about? Stinky? Yeah. Uh, I think it had, was it part of uh, uh, Oscar's? I think it was thing? Oscar's yeah. plant. I think it was Oscar's oh. pet plant, I think. Yeah. That's what it was. So, and he had to be stinky, of course. Right, yeah. If he was going to like any flower, it had to be. Yeah, it had to be the stink, stink. Yeah. Harvey Knee Slapper, a mustachioed practical joker who laughs at his own jokes, such as asking, do you want me to keep an eye on your hat? And then smashing the hat with a giant letter I. <laughs> Yes, Sonia. That is a real Muppet oh, cat. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Clearly modeled after my older brother. <laughs> I hope not. This puppet had great big yellow teeth. Used to hang out with Guy Smiley. Oh, yeah? They were buds? Remember him? <laughs> Imagine the trouble they must have gotten up to together. All right, Emilio, is this real or fake? Miles Millennial, a boy puppet who wants a prize for everything he does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to our younger listeners. Yeah. We need your support. Uh, actually, that's a good idea for a puppet. Yeah, but so no, it's not. No, it's fake. Puppet. It's totally yeah. fake. It's all for the joke. We've decided this is a little too easy, so let's make it more of a competition. Let's turn on your buzzers, and for these next ones, we'll see who rings in first. Real or fake? Professor Hastings, a professor whose lectures are so dull, he falls asleep during them. (laughs) Sonia. Fake. That's real. I know, it seems like a terrible lesson. <laughs> Not to mention dreary television. Dreary. The characters falling asleep. Meryl Sheep, an acting teacher and a sheep with an accent similar to Meryl Streep's in Sophie's Choice. Amelia. Yes, she's real. That is real. Yes. <laughs> little on the dark side, but real, uh, I yeah. I but real, yeah. No, I remember her. Oh, she was terrific. What was it? Her... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chung, how did our contestants do? I'm just amazed they can remember anything from 45 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Emilio is our winner. Oh, Congratulations. Oh. Now we have a kind of an amazing treat. Sonia and Emilio will sing a very special Sesame Street song that Sonia wrote the lyrics to, accompanied by your very own Jonathan Colton. You ready? Ready. Do it. Here we go. Each time we meet at work or the street, we always say hello. But you say hola, and I say hola. It's a word that we both know. Hola means hi, hello, not goodbye. Why everywhere you go. The girls say hola. The boys say hola. Cause hola means hello. Latins from Alaska or from Spain or fair Nebraska will say hola when they mean hello. Latins from Havana or Detroit or all Montana know that's just how the old greeting goes. Latins from Queens and the hip Argentines say hola when greeting each other. We know the way we can all say hola what's happening brother. Take it from us and don't make a fuss. We want you in the know. Come on, everybody. So just say hola. Come on, say hola. Say hola instead of hello.
Let me tell you something. There was not a dry eye in the house. How did it feel for you? <laughs> you were playing with them. Yeah, I got to tell you, this job has led me to a lot of uh, bizarre situations, but that was one of the weirdest. I, I mean, I know as an adult that they are actual people just playing characters on Sesame Street, yeah. but I don't think I really, really, really realized it until I met them. And then... I got confused again because they were singing a Sesame Street song together. And it was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, amazing. I, I know. And there was this whole, you know, we have our uh, our live audience there. And you look out, uh, all these adults. And let me tell you, they all had this look in their eyes like they were 10 years old again. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of amazing. Ophira, I think we have made the children wait long enough for the thing that they really want. And what's that? It is a game about candy bars. Let's welcome Mike Cisneros and Sarah Shepard. Sarah, I understand you're a big pop culture fan and just moved to New York from North Carolina. Welcome. Thank you. Nice to have you. (laughs) And Mike, you're a trivia buff too since, uh, what, grade five? Yeah, roughly. You you discovered Games Magazine and it was all over, right? Absolutely. (laughs) As it does. All right. Well, this game is called Name That Candy Bar. I'm going to describe the name of a popular candy bar, and you have to tell me which bar I'm talking about. For example, if I said, it's the galaxy we call home, you would say, Milky Way. Make sense? Yes. Okay, perfect. So ring in when you know the answer, and the winner will go on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Here we go. It's the favorite dessert of Alexandra Dumas. Here's what it's made of, chocolate and nougat. Sarah. Three Musketeers? Three Musketeers is correct. (laughs) It's where baseball pitchers stand. Mike. Mounds. Mounds is correct. Now, I will admit to you right now that these are all American chocolate bars, candy bars. They do not resonate with my soul as a Canadian. So you say mounds, I think coffee crisp. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Blank stairs. Yep. (laughs) All right. Witherspoon's vessel for liquid filled with Skippy. Sarah. Reese's. Peanut butter cup. Correct. (laughs) Your next question. Laughs condescendingly. (laughs) Mike. Chuckles. Chuckles. Uh, that is incorrect. I would enjoy that bar. I'm not sure about it. <laughs> Sounds like a great bar. Uh, but that is incorrect. Sarah, do you have a guess? Don't, don't have a guess. All right, here's what's in it. It's made with chocolate, nougat, caramel, and peanuts. Snickers. Snickers is correct. Is that what you were thinking of, Mike, when you said chuckles? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, I can't remember the name. Uh, it's, uh, what is it again? It's, um, what is the name? Sarah. Whatchamacallit. Whatchamacallit is correct. <laughs> well done. Perhaps you prefer hefty or stout or heavy set? Mike. Chunky. Chunky, correct. It's Sarah Palin's maiden name. A lot of eyes are glancing off to the right as if that's where the answer would be. <laughs> Okay, let me tell you what's in it. It's made from chocolate and toffee. Mike. Score? That is a very good guess. (laughs) Because you're in the right realm, but it's before score. Sarah. Heath? Heath, you got that, you're right. (laughs) The giver of the gift of the magi. Okay, it's made with fudge, peanuts, and caramel, all wrapped in one. Not sure. Okay, if you know the answer, yell it out. Oh, Henry, yes. Absolutely nothing, nada, zilch. Here's another hint. It's one of my favorites. Okay, it's made with white fudge, Almond nougat and caramel. White fudge. Weird. (laughs) But delicious. Not sure? Okay. Should we throw it out there? Let's throw it out there. Zero. Zero is correct. Have you ever had a zero, Sarah? No. Mike? Is it Canadian? No. (laughs) (laughs) I like that you tried to blame it on me, though. Very interesting. (laughs) 
All right, Sarah moves on to our Ask Me One More final round. Jonathan, you've played, what, hundreds of parody songs in our show it by now? Feels that way, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this next one was very... It was very heartwarming. It was oh, very thanks. touching. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is a song I wrote about uh, becoming a parent, uh, and uh, which everyone knows is a wonderful, life-changing uh, experience. But it's also a horrible, horrible trauma. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's kind of a complicated emotional situation. Ah. That's why this song is called You Ruined Everything. I was fine. I pulled myself together just in time to throw myself away. Once my perfect world was gone, I knew you ruined everything in the nicest way. You should know How great things were before you Even so The better still today Now I can't think who I was Before you ruined everything In the nicest way Jonathan Colton. Thank you. Oh, the kids, they grow up so fast. One moment they're begging to be held by you. The next they are texting into their smartphones, completely ignoring you. I don't even understand half the things they're texting. And that is the subject of our final round, led by our puzzle guru, John Chedesky. Our final game is called Initial This. We'll give you the initials of a common texting or internet message expression, and you tell us what the initials stand for. For example, if I said BRB, you'd say be right back. The final round is played spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. Last person standing is today's grand prize winner. Ready, players? Yes. Here we go. LOL, Danny. Laughing out loud. That's right. Diana, JK. Just kidding. That's correct. <laughs> Dory, BTW. By the way. Yes. Eric, TMI. Uh, too much information. Uh-huh, that's right. Mike, OMG. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, that's so right. <laughs> Danny, BFF. Best friends forever. That's right. <laughs> Just like you and me, Danny. Okay, Diana. <laughs> FWIW. For what it's worth. Yes. <laughs> Dory, ROTFL. Rolling on the floor laughing. That's right. <laughs> Eric, NSFW. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> uh-huh. I guess you don't know no, that No, I see one. that a lot. Where I, I imagine so, I yeah. Uh, yeah, not safe for work. Not safe for work is right. Mike, I-M-H-O. In my humble opinion. Yes. Danny, T-T-Y-L. Talk to you later. Okay, talk to you later. That's correct. Diana, I-D-K. I don't know. You sure you have any, any clue whatsoever? You sure? Could oh, be, I right, don't you know. Gotta, yes, I get it. You're right. <laughs> Dory, FTW. For the win. That's right. <laughs> Eric, YW. YW. Three seconds. Young women? No. <laughs> Not safe for now work. Now I see where that NSFW comes from. Okay. Mike. Mike YW. You wish. No, it's not no. you wish. Danny YW. You win? Not you win either. <laughs> Diana, take a guess. You're welcome. You're welcome yeah. is correct. Okay. The boys are off the stage. It's Diana, Diana and Dory. <laughs> Dory, here we go. CML. Call me later. Call you later is right. Diana, IRL. 
in real life. In real life is right. Dory, I-C-Y-M-I. In case you missed it. Yes, in case you missed it. Diana, Y-G-T-B-K-M. One more time. Y-G-T-B-K-M. Three seconds. Nope. No guess. Dory, any guess? You've got to be kidding me. Yes, that's right. You win. That's our show. Thanks so much for listening. Check out our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, and you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at NPR Ask Me Another. And come see us live or even be a contestant. Just go to amatickets.org. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, his name anagrams to Thou Jolt a Cannon. Our senior supervising producer is Art Chung. Narc Thug. With additional puzzle writing by Josiah Madigan, James Ramsey, Noah Tarno, Mary Tobler, Greg Volk, and senior writers Kyle Beakley and Karen Lurie. Ask Me Another's produced by Denny Shin. Shed Ninny. Lena Mazitsis. L.A. is Mini Zits. Mike Katza. Me Tika Fez. Annabelle Bacon. And Abba Clone. And our intern, Julia Melfi. I'm Jail Fuel. Along with Anya Grunman. A damn angry nun. Ask Me Another was created by Eric Newsom and Jesse Baker. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Next time on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia, John Darnielle of the Mountain Goats schools us on his favorite music genre, death metal. The way that most of these lyrics originally will have sounded was... Which is how I know them. <laughs> Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for the next Ask Me Another live from Durham, North Carolina. Scream on. <laughs>